follow the yellow brick road. A few years back, the United Church of Christ began publishing small 16 Reasons I Love Something booklets. One of them is called 16 Reasons I Love My Church. One of the reasons lifted in that book is inspired by a beloved book and feature film. I love my church because it's sort of like the Wizard of Oz. It's about having a heart and a brain and courage. <laughs> That's fun. Whimsical, silly, maybe even ridiculous. Is there still room for fun, whimsical, silly, or even ridiculous in church? I believe we are called to have a heart for others. We're called to use our minds and to do our best in our decisions, even when there seems to be no good ones. And we move forward with courage. Sometimes things don't work out all that easily. Things don't make sense. We feel devastated, helpless, hopeless. It's the way people feel when they see their cities, neighborhoods, families, friends, everything destroyed, nothing makes sense. There seems to be nowhere to go, no idea of what to do. The legitimizing of racism, Christian nationalism, white supremacy, American exceptionalism, sexism, xenophobia, and LGBTQIA plus hatred in our country or anywhere is evil. It's not okay to say we're the church and then let those things stand. Writer and podcaster Glennon Doyle communicated that Jesus spent his ministry asking two questions. Who is power forgetting? And who is religion oppressing? We have to keep asking those questions. We must be a people of support and attention one to another. And in that support and attention, I hope there will always be ways to begin healing. This week's Bible reading from Isaiah 65 comes at a devastating time. A land destroyed and a people returning to try to start something new. There's hope coming from the prophet Isaiah. There's hope for something new. A new city, new homes, new farms, new peace without destruction. From a hopeless situation, there's hope and encouragement, encouraging words of hope for something wonderful on the horizon. Of course, we can come together on things that we agree about. It's just that finding those issues are increasingly difficult. And when we find them, it seems we really can't agree on about how to address the issues, only that we need to do something about them. We can't get past the things that divide us to do something good together. And people who have endured devastation need immediate and long-term help. I do dream of the kind of unity I hear in the last line of this filled with hope Bible reading. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. I can recognize how ridiculous that is. Wolves and lambs don't feed together. One of them eats the other. But this verse looks toward a time where the ridiculous happens. Look, I am as guilty as anyone with thinking that my agenda 
in need situations is the right one. Can't stand it when I encounter ideas that I'm sure aren't only not helpful, but will make things worse. And then I think of those I might imagine to be the wolves, lambs, lion, and oxen. And I dream and hope that we can find common ground to work together for good. I know that I can't promise a new day and a new hope to everyone who is in dire straits. I can't fix what's wrong. And I do wonder what is on the horizon for St. Paul's United Church of Christ. How will we continue to live into God's vision for St. Paul's? How will we continue to be the church, a caring community of Christ, a people of prayer and action, a beacon of hope, justice, and peace? Do we have the desire? Can we do it? God's extravagant welcome is ridiculous. It goes against what we would call good judgment, but it is absolutely necessary. What if we looked at the word squander as a good thing rather than a negative? Squander what God has blessed us with to reach out illogically and ridiculously to welcome all. Or maybe we look at squander as a negative thing. Maybe that squandering is wasting what God has blessed us with when we try to use those gifts to keep people out or to just stay the same or go in reverse. Why do we still think of it as us versus them? Or us inviting them even. Us and them is harmful. How about instead of that, an authentic realization that all are beloved by God. Do you have any sense of desperation about the need to go out and invite someone to welcome all? Illogically and ridiculously with love and justice, a life-changing, world-changing ministry. Still, the possibilities are infinite. Amen.